Sometimes I ask myself questions that are, are very, very basic questions. They almost seem ridiculous questions. Sometimes I ask other people very basic questions. The question for today is what does the word Shekhinah mean? Everybody uses the Shekhinah, Shekhinah, and the Shekhinah. What, what does it actually mean? Is it another word for Hashem? So then say Hashem. What is the Shekhinah? And part of the difficulty with understanding what the meaning of the Shekhinah is, is because it's used very loosely, it's used very widely, it's used in, in very many different ways. So today we'll get a bit of an understanding of what the word Shekhinah means. And it starts with our Gemara and Chafala from Udbeis, where um, Rav Shmuel Bar Inya says, My dichtiv, what does it mean in the Posuk? where it says, Ve'ertsebo ve'ekavda amar Hashem. I will once again want Klal Yisrael and Yerushalayim and the Beis HaMikdash, ve'ekavda, and I will be honored, I will honor it, or I will be honored with it. But if you look, I've printed out the posuk further down on the page, ve'ekavda is spelt ve'ekaved, and it's written ve'ekavda, so a he is added into the way it's written, uh, but not into the way into the way it's pronounced, but not into the way it's written. It's written ve'ekaved, uh, but it's pronounced ve'ekavda. And when you've got this difference between the kri and the ktiv, the way it's written and the way it's pronounced, uh, it draws our attention to the to the additional letter. In this case, a hey. So the uh, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Inya says, "My dichtiv v'atzebo va'ekavda va'ekavda." It's written va'ekaved, but we read it va'ekavda. My Why is it written without the hey? So it's almost as if it's misspelled. We say ve'ekavda, but 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 it's written without the hey. What happened to the hey? Elu dvarim mikdash rishon sheni. This hey stands for the number five. Because there were five things that the first base Hamikdash had and the second base Hamikdash did not have. Ve'eluhein, these are they. Aaron, we didn't have the Aaron because that was hidden before the destruction of the second of the first base Hamikdash. Ve'chaporet u'keruvim, esh the fire that came down from Hashem to ignite the, the korbanot we didn't have in the second base Hamikdash. Ushchina ruach hakodesh v'urim v'tumim we didn't have the nevim didn't have ruach hakodesh and the um, and the and there was no urim v'tumim. The one we focused on is Shechina. There was no Shechina in the second base Hamikdash. That's what the, that's what our Gemara says. And we've got a Medrash in Shmos Rabbah, which you see in the sources. The Shechina has never left the Kotel Amaravi. That's why people still go to the Kotel today. That's why we fought for the Kotel today. That's why it's so important for us. Why? Because the Shechina has never left it. How can we say that the, the second base Hamikdash didn't have the Shechina, and yet the, the Shechina is still at the Kotel Amaravi? And then further on in the Medrash, Rabbi Yanai says, It looks as if Hashem has removed his Shechina from the base Hamikdash, the second base Hamikdash. Still, he watches over people and he monitors people. And he sees what we're doing. The, the relationship continues even though he seems to have removed the Shekhinah. What does that mean? So to understand it, we'll look at a Ramban. 
And the basis of the Rambam, the Ramban are three psukim. The one pasuk is in, our, in this week's parasha. I've always said, you remember that when things intersect, it's important to take notice of them. When the Dafyomi and the parasha intersect, it's important to, to take notice of, of it. So what do we have in the in Bechukosai? Ufaniti alechem etchem. I will eventually, after you've been through this difficult time, I will turn to you. I will multiply you. And I will fulfill my my covenant with you. I will fulfill my contract, my promise with you. I will do. In Kitavo, in in Sefer Dvorim, ushmartem etivrei habrit hazot otam. You observe the words of this covenant and you'll do it, so that you should be successful in everything that you do. So those are two different psukim. And then the third one is the posuk we've already le- looked at in Chagai. You'll come and you'll build the Beis Amikdash and I will want it and I will be honored with it. Says the Ramban at the end of a long, amazing piece of Ramban on, on this week's parish on Bechukotai, and I'll read the Ramban inside. V'hinei habrit harishona asher befarsha hazot hakadosh baruch hu karatota. The idea of a covenant between us and Hashem is mentioned twice, once in our parsha and once later on in Kitavo. The difference is who's talking in in Bechukotai, who's the, who's the speaker. When it, when it says, Ufaniti Alechem, who's talking? Hashem, Hashem himself. In Dvarim, when it says, Ushmatem et Abrit, who's talking? Moshe is talking. That's the difference. Says the Ramban, the first one we're talking about, Hashem himself, Kichain Hayash Moagadoli Mane Bevet Harishon. Because Hashem was with us during the first base Amikdash. Hashem was there. So it's Hashem saying, I'll be there with you. But the second reference to this covenant comes in Parshat Kitavo, said by Moshe, authored by Moshe, not by Hashem. Rem is to indicate the total removal of the Shechina. The Shechina was in the first base Amikdash, not in the second base Amikdash. And then he adds, because in the second temple, there wasn't the Shechina, there was Kavod Shemo. The honor of Hashem. What does that mean? Shenema ve'etzebo ve'ekavda. V'tosefet ha-hei remez l'shniya she'b'shem ha-gadol. The hei, says the, Ram, the Ramban, is not the number five. It is the second hei in Hashem's name. Yud, K, Vav, K. The last letter of Hashem's name is hei. That second hei is the hei by which the world was created. So, so what does that mean? That means that last hey, this is all in Kabbalah, the last hey of Hashem's name is Hashem as he manifests in the world. As you can see Hashem in the world, through nature, through events, through the Kedusha that one has, and that, that you can experience Hashem. That's that, that's that fourth letter of Hashem's name. That's the hey by which he created the world. So the world itself gives us a sense of Hashem, and that's that, that one. And don't question me from the Gemara in Yuma that you're also brought because you're learning Dafyomi. So now you're going to ask me, says the Ramban from the Gemara in Yuma Kafalef, where it says that the hay is number five and that these are one of the five things. 
רמז לחמישה דברים שהיה בית השני חזרה, אני לא יודע באתר כמו הזמן. difficult to understand what the Ramban really means. There's a, a, a fascinating person I've quoted before, who is Rabbi Yitzchak Damin Akko. Rabbi Yitzchak comes from Akko. Akko at one point was a very thriving community of Londay Torah. And so Rabbi Yitzchak Damin Akko was, was 13th century, beginning of the 14th century. And he lived in Akko. And he went to Spain. Most of the people who were in Israel a little later than that period came from Spain to Israel. Rabbi Yitzchak Damin Akko was in, in, was in Akko and he later went to Spain. It took a long journey via Italy and eventually landed up in Spain. And um, he, he's very important because he's a Kabbalist. And he's a Kabbalist before the group, before the school of Tzvat. So he's before Shlomo Alkabetz and Moshe Kodavira and the Mechaber and the Reishis Chochma and the Ari. That whole school of Kabbalah in, in Tzvat had not yet taken place. And Rabbi Yitzchak de Minako is already a Kabbalist. Um, And his claim to fame is he goes off to, to Spain, where he, it seems he did not meet the Rashbah. The Rashbah was a Talmud of the Ramban. It seems that he did not meet the Rashbah. The Rashbah had probably died by the time he got there, but he learned with the Talmudim of the Rashbah. There was a big yeshiva, a group of important Talmudim of the Rashbah. So they're studying. He goes to Spain, and he studies the Torah of the Rashbah. Rashbo, of course, we know, wrote on the whole of Shas, and he wrote Shalas and Chubas, a big halachis, but he was also a Mekubal, although he didn't write Kabbalah, uh, so, because he was a Talmud of the Ramban, so he learned the Kabbalah from the Ramban. And the, uh, the Rabbi Yitzhak de Minako goes to Spain and studies with the Talmidei HaRashbo, and through that he picks up the, the Torah of the Ramban. And he writes a perush on the Ramban on Chumash, But only those parts of the Ramban that deal with Kabbalah, the parts that we find very difficult. And only recently my son said to me, there's just a safe that's come out that includes Rabbi Yitzchak de Minako, who he knows I've, I've referred to before. And he said, I'm getting it for you. And I said, no, I'm, I'm unlikely to use it. It's the Kabbalah part of the Ramban. When the Ramban starts to talk Kabbalah, I turn off and I learn something else usually. But he got it for me nevertheless. Little did I know that I need him. Without the Rabbi Yitzchak de Minako, you can't understand the Ramban in Bechukotai. And without the Ramban in Bechukotai, you can't understand this piece of Gomorrah. So what does he explain? He explains that Kavoyed Hashem is, is a, it, it's not as if there isn't the Shechina. There are different levels of Shechina. The first Beis HaMikdash, the Shechina was present. The Shechina comes from the word Shochein. Shochein means he lives there. When the, the, the real meaning of the term of Shechina is where Hashem resides. It's his residence. That's what the Shechina means. You go past Buckingham Palace. That's the residence of the Queen, Lahavdim. The Shechina is Hashem's residence. And this world is his residence. That's sometimes used for the world. And Klal Yisrael is his residence. That's sometimes used for Klal Yisrael. And the Beis Hamikdash is his residence. It's sometimes used for the sense of residence. But in the case of the second Beis Hamikdash, the Ramban says in, in Vezois Habracho, The Ramban says, On the posuk of Chofef Kol Hayom, says the Ramban, in the second Beis HaMikdash, the Shechina hovered above the Beis HaMikdash. It didn't dwell inside the Beis HaMikdash. So very briefly, what does that mean and how can one get some understanding of it? So the way I'll explain the idea of the Shechina to you is it's like the idea of heat in relationship to fire. You've got fire and you've got heat. So the fire, you can be very close to the fire and you feel the heat. 
you can be very far from a strong fire and you feel a little bit of the heat. The difference between those two heats are enormous. You go into a factory where there's a furnace that's going and you open the door of the furnace and the, and the heat of the fire hits you, that's heat. And then there's a, there's a fire in the distance and you just feel a little bit of the heat. That's also heat, but, it, but it's very different. Shechino is the heat. It's the experience of Hashem. It's the feeling of Hashem. The fire, Hashem is the fire, and we can't get close to that. We'll get consumed if we get close to that. Shechino is the experience. It's the way we feel Hashem. And that varies depending on how far we are from, from the fire. So in the Beis HaMikdash HaRishon, there was the fire. You could, you could actually see Hashem. How do you see Hashem? Through all the Nisim in this Daf of Gomorrah that, that are called. There were such miracles. You could see Hashem all the time. You could actually see Hashem. So you were very close to the fire. You could see the fire and feel its heat. The second Beis HaMikdash, it wasn't so obvious. You couldn't see the fire, but you could feel the heat. Now, you know also sometimes after the fire goes out, you can still feel the heat. You had that experience? There's no fire, but you still feel the heat. That's the idea of the Shekhinah's Leni Stalka Mikosalamai The fire went out with the distraction of the Beis Hamikdash. doesn't mean Chesvashon went out. It moved away. It's gone far. But the heat is still there. You can still feel it. It's, 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 it's light. It's hard, it's hard to feel. But Lo Zaza, it's still there. If you apply yourself, you can still feel the heat. So in order to understand the Shekhinah being used in so many different ways, just understand Shekhinah is not another name for Hashem. Shekhinah is the, is the term for the ability to experience, to feel Hashem. And that feeling of Hashem varies depending on how close Hashem is to the situation. So at the Kotel, it's more than, than elsewhere in Eretz Yisrael, it's more than outside of Eretz Yisrael. It just depends on the closeness. You yourself, where you're holding, as to how close you can be to the fire, and where Hashem is, the, it's the distance between, between Hashem and between our souls that will determine the intensity of the Shekhinah. But, but Shekhinah is a variable. Shekhinah is a spectrum. And it goes from very difficult light. You, with a lot of effort, you can experience some of the presence of Hashem to it's in your face. You, you can't miss it at all, as it was. In the, both of them are called Shekhinah because they are the way we experience. And that's that second hey of the word Yudke Vovke, by which Hashem created the world. That means there's Shekhinah, there is a capacity to experience Hashem in every part of the world, if one applies oneself to it, just on lower levels than it is in Yerushalayim and in the, in the Beis Hamikdash itself.